Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So if you followed me here from YouTube, thank you for following me through the links and paying and you know dealing with my short three or four minute video that led you here. It is appreciated. So to that end, without further ado, vegano to moms, save the children from the globalist dictature. Dear sirs, dear dearest mothers. I received your kind email in which you inform me of the initiative scheduled for next September 5th for the protection of the physical, moral, and spiritual health of your children. Responding to you, I address all the mothers of Italy. The demonstration promoted by you intends to gather the dissent of citizens, and in particular, of parents, in the face of the rules that the government, abusing its power, is preparing to issue in view of the new school year. Rules that will have very serious repercussions on the health and psychological balance of students, as authoritative experts have rightly highlighted. First of all, the systematic attempt to demolish the family, the cell of society, must be denounced with the multiplication of ferocious attacks not only against the conjugal union that, the, that Christ raised to sacrament, but also its very natural essence, namely, the fact that marriage is by its nature made up of a man and a woman in an indissoluble bond of mutual fidelity and assistance. The presence of a father and a mother is fundamental in the growth of children who need a male and a female figure as a reference for their harmonious, integral, and harmonious development. Nor can we allow children, in the very delicate phase of their childhood and adolescence, to be used for partisan ideological claims, with serious damage to their psychophysical balance, by those who, with their own rebellious behavior, reject the very notion of nature. You can easily understand the impact of the destruction of the family on the civil consortium, we all have under our eyes the results of decades of unfortunate policies that inevitably lead to the disillusion of society. These policies, inspired by principles that repugnant both to the law of nature inscribed by the Creator in man and to the positive law that God gave him in the commandments, come to allow children to be placed at the mercy of the whim of individuals, and that sacredness of life and conception are even the object of commerce, humiliating motherhood and the dignity of women. Sons cannot be commissioned to marriage for a fee, because they are the fruit of a love that providence has established must always, and in any case, remain in the natural order. Parents have the responsibility, as a primary and inalienable right, for the education of their children. The state cannot claim this right, much less to corrupt their children and indoctrinate them to the perverse principles so widespread today. Do not forget, dear mothers, that this is the hallmark of totalitarian regimes, not of a civil and Christian nation. It is your duty to raise your voice so that these attempts to steal the education of your children are denounced and rejected with force because very little you can do for them when your faith, your ideas, and your culture are judged incompatible with those of an impious and materialistic state. And it is not just a matter of imposing a vaccine on your children and young people, but of corrupting them in the soul with perverse doctrines, with gender ideology with the acceptance of vice and the practice of sinful behavior. 
No law can ever legitimately make the affirmation of the truth a crime, because the ultimate authority comes from God, who is the highest truth himself. The heroic testimony of the martyrs and saints responded to the oppression of the tyrants. Today you too, with courage, witnesses of Christ against a world that would like to subject us to the unleashed forces of hell. Another crucial aspect in this battle for the family is the defense of life from its conception to natural death. The crime of abortion, which has claimed millions of innocent victims and cries out for vengeance to heaven, is considered today as a normal health service, and in these days the government has authorized the more extensive use of the abortion pill, encouraging an abominable crime and keeping silent about the terrible consequences on the psychophysical health of the mother. If you think that during the lockdown all treatments for the sick were suspended, but abortions continued, you understand well what are the priorities of those who govern us, the culture of death. What progress can be invoked when society kills its own children, when motherhood is horribly violated in the name of a choice that cannot be free, since it involves an innocent life and violates a commandment of God? What prosperity can our country expect? What blessings from God? if human sacrifices are made in its clinics, as in the times of the most bloody barbarism. The idea that children are state property repels every human person. In the Christian social order, civil authority exercises its power to guarantee citizens that natural well-being which is ordered to the spiritual good, the common good, pursued by the state in temporal things, therefore, as a well-defined object that cannot and must not be in conflict with the law of God, the supreme legislator. Whenever the state were to break this eternal and immutable law, its authority fails and citizens must refuse to obey it. This certainly applies to the hateful abortion law, but it must also apply to other cases in which the abuse of authority concerned the imposition of vaccines whose dangerousness is unknown, or which, due to their very composition, should involve ethical problems. But there are also other disturbing aspects, now envisaged, which concern not only the contents of the education, but also the methods of participation in lessons. Social distancing, the use of masks, and other forms of alleged prevention of contagion in the classrooms and in school environments, they cause serious damage to the psychophysical balance of children and young people, compromising learning skills, interpersonal relationships between pupils and teachers, and reducing them to automatons, which are ordered not only what to think, but also how to move and how to breathe. It seems that the notion of common sense has been lost, which should oversee choices full of consequences in social life, and seem to herald an inhumane world in which parents are, sto are stolen from their children if they are deemed positive to a flu virus. It is also very perplexing to learn that the World Health Organization has chosen Mario Monti as the presidency of the European Commission for Health and Development, who distinguished himself for the draconian measures charged to Italy, among which the drastic reduction in appropriations should not be forgotten, including public and hospitals. These perplexities are confirmed by the belonging of this character to supranational bodies such as the Trilateral Commission and the Bilderberg Club, whose aims are in clear contrast to the inalienable values protected by the Constitution itself, binding for the government. This mixture of private interests and public affairs, inspired by the dictates of Masonic and globalist thought, must be the subject of a vigorous denunciation by the representatives of the citizens. He then follows that here with a brief bit of text that, for some reason, didn't translate in automatically when I translated this using Google's Translate feature, so it's in Italian, and I don't speak Italian, and I'm not going to butcher Italian, but it does have the word COVID in it in numerous places. 
However, we will now continue with the next paragraph. Having said this, it is necessary to understand where the vaccine solution always represents the appropriate health response to a virus. In the case of COVID, for example, many exponents of the scientific community agree that it is more useful to develop natural immunity rather than inoculating the depowered virus. But even in this case, as we know, herd immunity is achieved without cost. While vaccination campaigns involve huge investments and guarantee equally large profits for those who patent and produce them. And it should also be verified. But in this, the experts will certainly be able to express themselves with greater competence. Whether it is possible to produce a vaccine for a virus that does not seem to have yet been isolated according to the protocols of the science-based medicine. World Health, with the pilot role of the World Health Organization, has become a real multinational that has as its purpose the profit of the shareholders, pharmaceutical companies, and so-called philanthropic foundations, and as a means to pursue in the transformation of citizens into chronically ill. And it is evident the pharmaceutical companies want to make money by selling drugs and vaccines. If eliminating diseases and producing effective drugs leads to a reduction in the number of patients and therefore in the profits, it will at least be logical to expect that drugs are ineffective and that vaccines are tools to spread diseases rather than to eradicate them. And that is indeed what happens. How can we think that the search for cures and therapies is promoted if those who finance it profit disproportionately from the persistence of pathologies? It may seem difficult to persuade oneself that those who should guarantee health want to ensure the continuation of illnesses. Such cynicism repels, and rightly so, to those who are strangers to the mentality that has been established in healthcare. Yet this is what is happening before our eyes, and it involves not only the COVID emergency and vaccines, in particular the anti-flu vaccines, which were widespread in 2019, precisely in those areas where COVID has claimed the highest number of victims, but all the treatments and therapies, childbirth, assistance for the sick, this cynicism, which is repugnant to the code of ethics, comes to see in each of us a source uh, as a source of income, while it should see in every patient the face of the suffering Christ. We therefore appeal to the many, many Catholics of goodwill. The, the Catholic Church, especially in recent decades, has been able to intervene authoritatively in this debate, also thanks to the Pontifical Academy for Life, founded by John Paul II. Its members, until a few years ago, gave indications of a medical scientific nature that did not come into conflict with the inviolable moral principles for any Catholic. But just as in civil society we have witnessed a progressive loss of the responsibility of individuals and rulers in the various spheres of public life, including health care, thus in the Church of Mercy, born in 2013, it was preferred to adapt the commitment of the pontifical dicasteries in the Academy for Life to a liquid vision. I would say perverse because it denies the truth, which embraces the demands of environmentalism with heavy connotations of Malthusianism, the fight against abortion, which opposes the... De denatility pursued by the New World Order, is no longer a priority for many pastors. During the pro-life demonstrations, such as those held in Rome in recent years, the silence and absence of the Holy See and the hierarchy were shameful. Obviously, the moral principles on which the rules to be adopted in the medical field are based always remain valid, nor could it be otherwise. The Church is the custodian of Christ's teaching, and has no authority to modify it or adapt it to one's liking. However, there remains the bewilderment in witnessing the silence of Rome, which seems to have more at heart the methods of separate collection, to the point of writing an encyclical, than the life of the unborn, the health of the weakest, assistance to the sick, terminals. 
this is only one aspect of a much larger problem, a much of a much more serious crisis, which, as I have said several times, comes back to the moment when the deviated part of the church, with what was once the Society of Jesus as its head, has taken power and enslaved the mentality of the world. In consideration of the new orientation of the Pontifical Academy for Life, whose presidency has been entrusted to a well-known figure for having given the best of himself when he was Bishop of Turney, we cannot expect any condemnation of those who use fetal tissues of voluntarily aborted children. Its members, in fact, hope for mass vaccination and universal brotherhood of the New World Order, contradicting previous pronouncements of the Pontifical Academy itself. On this anomalous wave, the Bishops' Conference of England and Wales has entered in these days. On the one hand, it has recognized that the Church is against the production of vaccines that use tissues derived from aborted fetuses, and we recognize the discomfort that many Catholics feel when faced with the choice not to vaccinate their children or to appear complicit in abortion, but then affirmed in very serious contradiction with the irreformable principles dictated by Catholic morality that the Church teaches that the fundamental importance of the health of a child and other vulnerable peoples could allow parents to use a vaccine that in the past was developed using these diploid cell lines. This claim is devoid of any doctrinal authority and rather aligns with the dominant ideology promoted by the World Health Organization, its main sponsor, Bill Gates, and the pharmaceutical companies that, quote, the church teaches that the paramount importance of the health of a child and other vulnerable peoples could allow parents to use a vaccine that was previously developed using these diploid cell lines, end quote. This claim is devoid of any doctrinal authority and rather aligns with the dominant ideology promoted by the World Health Organization. From a moral point of view, for every Catholic who intends to remain faithful to his baptism, it is absolutely inadmissible to accept a vaccination that in the production process uses materials from human fetuses. The American bishop Joseph E. Strickland also authoritatively reiterated this in one of his letters, dated that it was pastoral care of April 27th, and in a tweet of his last on August 1st, of 2020. We must therefore pray to the Lord to give a voice to the pastors so as to create a united front that opposes the excessive power of the globalist elite who would like to subjugate us all. And it should be remembered that while the pharmaceutical companies are proceeding on the track of economic interest only, on the ideological one, there are people who, with the opportunity of the vaccine, would also like to implant devices for identifying people. And that these nanotechnologies, I am referring to the ID2020 project, quantum dots and other analogs, are patented individuals who have patented both the viruses and their vaccine. Furthermore, a cryptocurrency project has been patented to allow not only health identification, but also personal and banking identification. In a delirium of omnipotence that until yesterday could have been dismissed as the rant of conspiracy theorists, but which today has already started in some countries, including, for example, Sweden and Germany, we see the words of St. John take shape before our eyes. Quote, He made sure that everyone, small and large, rich and poor, free and slaves, received a mark on their right hand and forehead, and that no one could buy or sell without having this mark. See the Apocalypse chapter 13, verses 16 and 17. Another weird Italian paragraph here that didn't translate, so we'll keep going. 
Do not forget, dear mothers, that this is a spiritual battle, indeed a war, in which powers that no one has ever elected and which have no authority other than force and the violent imposition of their will try to demolish all that, which even remotely evokes the divine paternity of God over his children, the kingship of Christ over society, and the virginal maternity of Mary Most Holy. This is why they hate to mention the words of father and mother. For this they want an irreligious society and rebellious to the law of God. For this they promote vice and detest virtue. For this they want to corrupt children and the young, securing hosts of obedient servants for the near future in which the name of God is cancelled, and the redemptive sacrifice of his son on the cross is blasphemed. The innocence of children and their trusting recourse to the Mary Most Holy, the Heavenly Mother, can truly save the world. For this reason the enemy aims to corrupt them, to distance them from the Lord, and to insinuate in them the seed of evil and sin. Dear mothers, never fall in your duty to protect your children, not only in the material order, but also in the much more important spiritual one. Cultivate in them the life of grace with constant prayer, especially through the recitation of the Holy Rosary, with penance and fasting, with the practice of corporal and spiritual works of mercy, with assiduous and devoted frequency of the sacraments and of the Holy Mass. Feed them with the bread of angels, true food for eternal life, and defended from the attacks of the evil one. Tomorrow they will be honest citizens, responsible parents and protagonists of the restoration of the Christian society that the world would like to erase. And pray you too, because prayer is a fearful weapon, a true infallible vaccine against the perverse dictatorship that is about to be imposed on us. The occasion is grateful to me to assure you of my prayers and to impart my blessing to all of you. To you, dear mothers, and to your children, and to all those who struggle to save our children, and each of us from the ferocious globalist tyranny that is hitting our beloved Italy. Signed, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano.